What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Carolina Machado on today's episode. You guys probably recognize that name. She was on episode 81, which was aired September 4th, 2019. Just looking back. Um, And yeah, we have a whole new chapter of her journey that I am so excited to hear from her today. So Carolina, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you would like. Hi, Shelly. Um, thanks for having me again. Um, it's a real pleasure to talk to you again and now be able to share some good news. Um, as you mentioned, I was on episode um, 81 in September last year. And it's crazy how so much has changed in 12 months, I guess, for me and for you. Like, I remember when we spoke, you were deciding if you're going to try or not for your second. Oh, my God. And now you have Tana here. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. And I remember we saying, like, yeah, 2020, you know, it's a number that has something behind it and here we are in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) So we were predicting that something was going to happen. Um, But we didn't know it was going to be like a pandemic. But anyway, I guess there's a lot of good news um, being shared around and it just gives us hope that we will come out of this better and with a better world. So it's... uh, what I hope for um, this baby that I'm currently expecting. So just to go back a little bit, um, I had two miscarriages, one in April, 2018. I was five weeks pregnant. It was just a natural bleeding. I didn't feel much pain or anything. And then July, 2019, I had a second miscarriage. I was 10 weeks and was a missed miscarriage. Um, I went to have an ultrasound and the baby had no heartbeat. Um, So because it was my second, I decided to investigate and see if there was any underlying condition or something that I wasn't aware of and went through all the tests. So a reproductive endocrinologist did everything that they recommended you to do. And the only um, red flag was that my follicles count were low, but I was 36 last year, I'm 37 now. So it's something that it's normal for the woman uh, to get the eggs decreased over time. So it wasn't anything to panic or to feel that, you know, was a major problem. So I, because I'm a bit of a person that likes to set myself some challenges, um, 
and I really needed to trust my body again and feel confident that, you know, I had control and that something good was going to happen. So I decided to run a half marathon last year. So it was my first ever half marathon. I did it in September and it was a great boost, I guess, for my self-esteem. Um, after that, I decided to start on a game plan. So I started doing acupuncture once a week. Um, started seeing a lady that was sort of specialized in um, fertility. And in conjunction of that, I saw a naturopath and she just gave me a bunch of vitamins and supplements to take to help the to help with the um, egg quality. Because as we know, um, it's hard to get the numbers um, up, but you can get the quality to improve. And I'm pretty sure that I also heard in one of your podcasts about a book that is called It Starts With an Egg. So I read that and I felt that there was some really good recommendations there, like, for example, trying to reduce the amount of chemicals you have in your household and chemicals on the products that you use, like facials and creams and etc. So I tried to shift everything to natural, organic or chemical free. Um, not saying that this was my secret recipe, but I guess each person will find something that they want to believe and that they want to follow. And that was my, my path. So I was living in Sydney in Australia when we spoke last time. And then late last year, my partner got a job offer in Canada. So we moved to Vancouver early this year and um, we're loving it so far. It's getting cold now, but <laughs> it's part of the fun. Um, and I got here in January, in February, I started a new job and I was like, well, I'm going to wait a little bit because I just didn't feel right to fall pregnant straight away. But I knew that it could take us a little while to fall pregnant again. So I wanted to wait a little bit, but not too long. So in May, I decided to try and see what happens. And luckily, like the other two times that I fell pregnant, it was straight away. So the first month that we tried, I fell pregnant. And it was a bit of a surprise and a shock because um, I was a bit more concerned that it wasn't going to happen that easy, but it did. So we were like really stoked, but at the same time, I guess everyone that has been through a miscarriage will feel the same. You kind of feel excited, but you hold back because you always have that at the back of your head that it may happen again. And every little sign you start to be worried that it could be a sign of a miscarriage. 
So I had one of those at five weeks. I had a tiny bit of blood and straight away it was like, mm, this is it, sort of good sign. And I went to the ER straight away. But thankfully, they were able to do a very early ultrasound. And even though they didn't see much, they saw a little bit of a heart. Um, they say it's a heart. Like the heart beat, but obviously very, very early. And it was just implantation bleeding that they believe. Um, up until 14 weeks, what I decided to do was to take a bit easy with the exercise. Um, as I said, I ran a half marathon. I was into CrossFit. I was training pretty hard last year. And I just decided to slow down a little bit. So I was just doing very, very light exercise until I got to 14 weeks. But since then, and like the first 12 weeks, I went through all the symptoms, nausea, morning sickness, super tired, everything. But once I turned 12 weeks, it was magical. Everything was gone. Um, and since then, I've been feeling really well. Everything is going really really good i've had all these scans and all the uh, doctor's appointments and i guess now my concerns are more around giving birth if it's going to be natural if it's going to be a c-session and breastfeeding so there's always going to be something that you'll be thinking about and you know it's a journey and you obviously know that it's you're in your second and you had the a bit of a scare moment with Tanner just a few weeks ago and yeah it never stops I guess so it's it always <laughs> a new chapter <laughs> and you've got to be like somehow prepared or you know at least try to <laughs> yeah Oh my gosh. So like, how do you feel giving birth during a pandemic? It's a bit crazy to think that, you know, hospitals and everything is so different these days because obviously um, there's the risk of um, contamination and infection. And um, as we were chatting a bit before uh, here in British Columbia, the numbers are going up again. Nothing that is too um, concerning. It's around 200 cases per day, but still, like, it is a pandemic and you can get infected without even knowing. So I've got a doula. Um, here they're still allowing a doula to um, attend the birth with you and one person that is usually your husband, your partner, or if you are a single mom, could be a parent or a family or relative. Um, so this has been fine, like in terms of the delivery, the hospital is still allowing that. But for example, my OB is only seeing me. 
So Michael, my partner, hasn't been to any of my appointments up until now, um, which is a bit like strange because he's never seen <laughs> my obese face and most likely he will only see her yeah. at the day. Oh, that's so interesting. I mean, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, we have been hoping for this moment for so long and yeah and it, you kind of have to be on your own in some yeah. crucial yeah. moments luckily the ultrasounds he's been allowed to um to go with me mm -hmm. um and it was definitely a major worry for me especially because my second miscarriage we only found out while we're doing the ultrasound I was obviously every time like in a bit of a panic and having a lot of anxiety so it was great that I could have him there but yeah like doctor's appointment he'd never seen my obese face and it's the way that it is right so uh, well I am so excited for you as you said you are just entering the third trimester and um yeah, now now you're starting to think about birth and it's just so crazy. I I know. I'm so happy for you. And I just yeah. want to thank you for feeling the pull to jump on and spread a little beacon of hope for the community. Um and yeah, I can't wait to hear more about your journey in the future. Yeah. Keep me posted, send me pictures. I'm super. I will for sure. <laughs> and our baby's a surprise, so I don't know if I'm having a boy or a girl. Oh, I'll have to wait another 12 weeks. <laughs> That's so exciting. Um, yeah. I, you know, I always ask at the end of every episode if you have one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Look, I know, um, having been, have been through what um, all the women on your podcast are going through or have been through or will go through. It's definitely not easy. It's definitely not something that you wish upon anybody. But what I feel that really helped me was to believe that every journey is unique. So your journey will be different than mine and different than all the others. So you got to really own yours and try and take control and make sure that you're doing everything that your body's telling you to do, your mind is telling you to do. Like really trust yourself. And it's something that many, many women will go through. Like since I had my last miscarriage, three of my close friends have also experienced a miscarriage. So it's something that unfortunately is very common. And what I would love every woman out there that have been through it or that are going through it is try and feel empowered. Try and feel that you can have control. You can own your journey and you'll get there and you will successful one way or another absolutely and if somebody wants to reach out to you where can they do so i'm on instagram probably that's um the easiest way so um it's 
I'm sure that you link on the podcast, but it's 07 Carolina M for mom. And you spell it just as Carolina. And um, yeah, like if anyone wants to chat or wants to ask any question or, you know, anything, I'm here and I will be more than happy to connect. I actually have connected with a few that I met through your through the podcast and through the Facebook group and we're still chatting <laughs> so you're definitely building like a side community there too yes big group of friends yeah <laughs> uh well thank you virtual so friends virtual <laughs> friends hey that's all we can do right now anyways right virtual yeah oh <laughs> uh, well thank you I'm so excited for you and so oh, thank you talking. for having me again and um yeah, I wish everyone a lot of luck and I hope it will, will come out of these crazy times stronger and better. Oh, yes, me too. Thank you so much. And we'll chat soon. We'll chat soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together. Just